Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host Kirsty, and this week I'm joined by Mandy Slutska, guest that we know and love. And uh, just to mark this special occasion, it's actually my birthday that we're recording on. So 8th of November, thank you, if I don't release this on the actual day. (laughs) It's the future in Australia. I get to celebrate with twice because it is the day before your birthday in the US, but it's your birthday in Australia. So I'll celebrate with you now and then tomorrow I'll just continue wishing you a happy birthday. the celebrations. Well, thank you. That's why I'm sort of like, okay, well, for Australian listeners, it's today, which it won't be released today, 8th of November. (laughs) It'll be probably released on my birthday in America, which is tomorrow. So it's all very confusing. Oh, dear. Just for your birthday, Andy Cohn made sure that there were now four Housewives franchises Mm -hmm. going on at the same time. Oh, he brought it. I mean, and he did not disappoint. I watched, well, I've just got New Jersey, so I've only seen the first 15 minutes, but I watched Atlanta, Dallas, and OC yesterday. So I was feeling definitely in the spirit of celebration um, Leanne's wedding that kind of aided the whole celebratory experience in a very scary way. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank you, our Lord and Savior Andy Cohen. <laughs> he really is. I am just so excited. Plus, Below Deck is on. There's just a lot of good shows happening. And I felt like the OC and Dallas have been a little bit, not duds, just not as exciting. And I think that Atlanta and Jersey are really going to bring it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I... Also wanted to mention that we had, we've just seen the Vanderpump Rules first sort of peak. It's, um, sorry, there's a cat trying to eat a box in my room. So if you hear some strange noises, that's all that is. <laughs> Foster cat. Oh, actually, that's okay. Gonna... I have animal noises on my podcast all the time. He's going to get himself squished. <laughs> I just moved that box out of the way. Anyway, yes, so we've got the Vanderpump Rules trailer out um, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. I just shared it on my Insta story, so go check that out at at Reality TV and me um, on Instagram. And, yeah, but otherwise we've got a few new faces joining the Vanderpump Rules cast. There's been a little bit of a strange drama going on in the Bravo verse this week as well. I'm not sure if you've seen like just, I don't know what's going on. It's like, it's like Bravo's in heat. Um, yeah. Well, you know, Mercury is really in retrograde right now. But I, it is okay. For... So you explain that because you hear people say that all the time. I've absolutely no idea what that means. <laughs> I don't really know what it means, but I looked it up and it started like not quite a week ago and right. it goes on for a full like number of weeks, but I don't truly know what it means. I believe something to do with the stars and where Mercury is and the, I don't know, but okay. it's, not, it's supposed to be where things are kind of not aligned and therefore they go wrong. And so people say like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde, but I actually looked it up and it really is happening. Well, things are so, so very wrong in the Bravoverse right now. I mean, did you see those very exposed? Yes. 
David Bedour and his new girlfriend. I think she's since removed them, but she posted on Instagram and I shared it on my story, but it's gone now. Um, I'm sure you can still, if you, if your eyes can handle it, I'm sure you can still Google it. David Bedour and his girlfriend, do you know her name? It's, I've, I've just lost Leslie it. Leslie Clark. There you go. Um, and her <laughs> giant, giant breasts that literally are the size of a baby's head each um, are on show. They're holding each other in a warm embrace, completely buck naked. In the woods. In, in the middle of the freaking woods. And, and it's there's not-, not just one, but there are two pictures and <laughs> it's separate hikes because they're wearing different shoes. And are in one serious? of the pictures, her pants are all the way around her ankles. Okay. So like she didn't fully take the pants off. No. See, I've, I'm a little concerned for you that you spend so long looking at Oh, I just, I just you actually went that. straight to their shoes. You were like, ah, my eyes got to get the boobs out of my, my face and down to the feet. It was all of his, like, butt and butt crack that I couldn't handle. His hairy so I went butt crack, to his white, white butt, and his hair. That's what upset me the most. Have he's got, like, this long hair. Oh. Yeah, he's got the new young girlfriend. She's, like, my age. It's oh. it's sad. It is. it is. It's really, it just screams at midlife crisis. And I, look, I am sort of ashamed of myself in saying this because, look, I was repulsed by the image. Of course I was. And I did dry gag a little. But in saying that, I was also kind of attracted to David Bajor in this photo shoot. Really? I don't know. I have issues with men, okay? I'm just putting <laughs> this straight off the bat. <laughs> okay, we've gotten into Jersey, and I think Joe Gorga's hot. And Joe I, Gorga is hot. But I've never been into guys like him at right. all. Right. I mean, he's misogynistic as all hell, but yet still charming somehow. I don't know how he pulls it off. I think because he truly does love his wife and kids, mm-hmm. like truly. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I the only scene, and we're not going to go into New Jersey too much because we've got heaps to cover and um, I haven't seen the whole episode, but I did see him talking to Melissa and saying that she's looking younger and younger and hotter and hotter. And I was like, oh, I just love their, their love and their, like, they're just so attracted to each other. Look teenagers it's it's lives and it's never changed over the course of the entire season series it's sweet and he just thinks everything she does is is great so I love that my dad always would tell my mom how great of a cook she was and she knew she was not that great of a cook (laughs) the rest of the family knew she was like okay she had some great dishes you know but nothing to write home about and every single meal he'd be like this is amazing and she's like what's wrong with you and now um so she passed away and he was cooking for himself for a while and his food was really bad because he's super healthy and he doesn't like any use any oil or butter or spice so it's just like really really bland and overcooked and now he has a girlfriend and they cook together and he started doing the same Aww. thing where he's like, you make the best chicken. <laughs> She's just See, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I think that's amazing because I've realized that my love language is compliments. So if I was with a man like that, and even if I knew they were just like blowing smoke up my ass, it would be a love that would last because it's 
sneeze it. It's so funny. But I think it's compared to when he cooks on his own because (laughs) he refuses (laughs) to make anything good. Now that he cooks with her and he's just like, I'm the sous chef, I'm the sous chef. So she's like instructing him what to do. And then he's complimenting her on how great the food is. She's like, well, you made it too. Oh my God. He's like, no, not without you. She probably just needs salt, like a little salt and a little olive oil. And he's like, whoa, this is amazing. I know. He, I'm telling you, and she's into spice and he's afraid of spice. It's, yeah, it's, it's fun. No, it's, <laughs> but I remember being like, this is weird, dad. Like, why are you? But I think he was just so happy that he was being fed. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> I love that. He's such a cutie. Um, and I think George Joe Gorga's a cutie. And, and you, for whatever reason, like David Bedores. And he's a bit of a like flat ass. A bit of a, like a pancake flat. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Someone whose ass is like somewhat flat. <laughs> I'm not sure. It. Like, it's not. I have to make it clear. It's not his personality. It's not even necessary. I don't know. I just found maybe it's like the raw magnetism of just being like, yeah, like let's just take our clothes off in the woods and have some strange passerby take a photo of us. Because <laughs> somehow this occurred. There was, Do you think they had, like, a tripod? I am hoping it was something like that. I'm hoping there was a timer involved and they didn't just, like, grab another hiker and be like, um, excuse me, can you just take us a, take a quick pic? And then eventually they just, like, stripped off. Um, yeah, that would have been very, very uncomfortable. There was – sorry, what, go ahead. What do you call someone that went to the University of Southern California? Is it a Trojan? They're tro- oh, I don't know. I'm because from Australia. Him <laughs> and Shannon were both really big into USC sports. Okay. And they would talk about it a lot. And I think she also graduated from there, but maybe 20 years like, oh, difference. <laughs> and That's got to hurt. And posted something like win with a Trojan in the woods or something that referred to something that they had in common over a college. And I was like, oh, that's the shit that he used to bond with Shannon over. Oh, that's so Itch. wrong. Right? What a dick. He's such a I mean, piece of shit. I could be wrong on this. I didn't spend that much time, but I look, did look at the caption. I completely <laughs> believe everything you've just said. <laughs> and <laughs> look, it doesn't true. even matter because he's a disgusting human being anyway. And um, I just had a lapse in judgment being... Uh, attracted to him for a split second but now that I remember his slimy skeezy ways he can rotten hell and I would love that very much thank you <laughs> a lot of <laughs> rotten hell Jim Edmonds oh well oh. Shane let's get into your OC seeing as we're here Shane yeah. is another one that I could easily like uh, just put away and never see again and be very happy with that he is a piece of work so I think I figured out their marriage. Please. Um, and it's not really me that's figured it out. It's more that I've listened to clues. Mm-hmm. Emily and him have an arrangement where he is a wonderful father and a shitty husband. And mm-hmm. she accepts it. And that's that. I think you're 100% right. I think she has accepted it for so long. And I think now that she's witnessing it back in season one, and she's become more aware of it, or her first season, sorry, I think she's starting to find it harder and harder to ignore 
so I think it's going to be, I don't know, I think it's going to be the demise of their relationship now that she's, you know, when you see something back to you or when you go to therapy and you, you, you know, you, you've been doing something the same way for your whole life and you know it's not really working, but then somebody kind of pulls you up on it and explains it, then you cannot go back from learning that information. You can't pretend to yourself that you're not doing it anymore. And I think that's kind of where she's at. And I don't think she's going to be able to ignore it for much longer because she's in pain. Like she is in emotional and physical pain. Like she is not, the reason she's having inflammation and arthritis is not because of her weight. Like, let's just put that out there. You saw her on that freaking stand up boogie board or whatever it's called. Oh my God. My God. So beautiful. She is the hottest woman on this entire cast. Like that body is not I love that body. That's what so I thought to be beautiful. A girl could dream of having an ass like that. Like she got that Kardashian booty and the flat tummy. Like I'm all about her whole body. It's so gorgeous. And that's not a body that is putting weight on joints. Those joints are inflamed. And I'm telling you this as a nutritionist, they're inflamed from stress, from being married to that tiny little horrible little man. And <laughs> she's my busy. medical opinion like cooking for the family and kind of when Tamara and Addie were asking her what she eats it's like she forgets to eat and then Mm -hmm. she'll like stuff her face with whatever she can you know probably her kids snacks you know what else does she have hanging around the house she's taking care of three children I think all of whom are under five which can you imagine the stress of that plus her stepchildren which are with them half the time and then her husband, which is basically a child. Yeah. And while good with the kids, it sounds like that's what she keeps saying, whatever. Mm. But he's so crappy to her. And she seems to have accepted it in some way because when she was on Watch What Happens Live and she was asked about the relationship, she said they were not getting divorced. Yeah. And then on the after show, Bronwyn said, like, they kind of have this arrangement. So makes me sad for her because I think she could be like such a joyful person if she wasn't with him and she could really live her best life but I think you're right I think they've just kind of accepted that this relationship and I would even question whether or not he is a good dad because what kind of good dad fucks off for 10 days to study in inverted commas for the bar exam in a hotel room and doesn't check in with the kids ever like that is that's wrong. So, and he didn't right. even pass. So, fuck him. And even one step beyond that, if you see your father not treat your mother well, right. with disdain, with disrespect, pushing a bread basket on her when she says she's trying that to lose weight and has an arthritis problem, like, what does that show to his children about how to model a relationship? Yeah, he's a bully. He really is. And, I just think, yeah, he's he's just not a nice guy. He's a, a nasty little worm of a man and I could do without him and I think she should divorce him. And I think Speaking we will bullies. see that. I hope we will see that as the seasons go on. Speaking of yeah. nasty little men on this show, Matt. Speaking of bully. Well, oh, yeah. Matt. Well, I'm thinking yes. Matt. Matt calling Gina selfish girl you should have seen my face I almost threw my laptop out of the window I was so mad hey I can't believe Matt of all people 
is calling Gina selfish in this situation. Are you kidding me? He he manipulates her. That's what he's been doing forever. He creates a scenario where she's the one who's at fault always Mm. in every situation. And when she said that she wanted to go to Palm Springs with another guy who she was dating, but she was afraid of telling him. And then she was like, well, he comes in hot, you know, he's hot tempered. Mm -hmm. And I just, you can't help but think like, well, you know, a few months from now, he's going to get arrested for beating you. Yeah. So coming in a little too hot there, coming in a a little little too too hot. hot. But what yes. is wrong with her? I mean, I know she's got young kids and I know <laughs> she's being like, manipulated, but still get it together. Yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's lost it. She, um, she's really hanging on by a thread and, you know, these kids look really sweet. I don't like, you know, the, again, they three young kids on, at a certain age. I mean, that is a tough situation and I, she's heartbroken and she's, you know, dealing with this DUI and she's living in this tiny casita without any furniture. I mean, I don't know what's happening, but it's not good. I really want her to, you know, be just find a little bit more steady ground. And if that means running away and going on a little trip with a sexy new man, then do it girl, get yours and don't take that asshole back. I just think I don't like her. I don't like her either, but I want better for her than than, I, than this. I want better, yeah, better than what she has now. But I don't think she's a good person deep down. I feel like she turned on Emily this season in favor yes. of Tamra, who's just a horrible Ooh, human what being. A witch. I mean, I'm yes. so glad these women have finally, after what, fourteen seasons, discovered that Tammy, Tamra is the manipulator of all of this freaking drama um and and really turning around I'm so glad when the um the train thing came out as as her bringing that up rather than Vicky like that was uh, Kelly Kelly's face really she was hearing that for the first time and she was like wait hang on a second Tamara said that everything comes back to Tamara to Tamara and it's just all of it's so frustrating because I think in modern day they still went back to her. Right. You know? She's like an abusive friend and mm-hmm. everyone just goes back to her. Shannon goes back to her. Bronwyn's trying to get in her good graces. When you see Bravo after show and they ask questions, they say, Oh, Kelly gets away with so much, you know, and I know Tamara, Gina said, I know Tamara in real life. And it's like, I don't care. She yeah. is a crappy person, and I don't even think she likes the show. I think she is – it's so obvious that she's just trying to drum up drama for the show, mm-hmm. and it's not being done in a smart or clever way, and I'm just over it. I think they, they're scared of her. I mean, if you're on her bad side, which it's very hard not to be because she's such an angry person – um, then she will let you know about it and bring everyone into the drama that she's created. I mean, that the stuff her and Shannon, like, twist, I don't even know how they get there. That I mean, it was very clear to me. I don't like Bronwyn either. But it was very clear to me that she was trying to defend Kelly last week at that lunch. 
and they just twisted it into this place where oh Bronwyn's the one bringing up all of this shit about you talking behind your back blah 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 I mean it was absolutely insane the way they got there they're just shit starers and they want to own the show and they want to be able to control everybody you know like do the little play the pieces of the game it's really hard to watch they're horrible people and kelly's right they're not there to be her friends at all it's just weird because they clearly like beverly hills have some sort of agreement about what's said on camera and what's not said on camera mm. and tamra definitely when she mentioned the thing about kelly getting into a bar fight and then Shannon brought it up. And then she's like, well, Shannon brought up you were getting in a bar fight. And she's like, right. well, that's because you told me, Tamara. And that also was on camera. So, and then, you know, Kelly's like, don't say that. That's actually a lawsuit. Don't bring that up. We've kind of like looking at them, like we've all agreed not to bring up that kind of stuff. Um, in which case I'm like, well, to hell with that. They should all bring up everything, mm -hmm. you know? But... It just, Tamara is so messy. And I just want to see Shannon get out from under her spell. But I don't think it'll happen. I think it'll happen for one or two episodes. Mm -hmm. And then she'll go back to Tamara. And Tamara will read whatever she needs to do with the narrative. I don't know what she holds over these women. But Gina in particular and Shannon are just eating out of her palm yeah I mean it's easy to get the new girls on side that's what Vicky used to do as well but Shannon like Shannon is um just before we move on I mean she's a nutcase in her own right I mean one if there was one thing I had to pick out that just makes Shannon the worst human being ever and there's so many things Brocky, broccoli cauliflower rice come on could you hate yourself more <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that she drug tests her kids. I was thinking about it, but the broccoli rice is so much more upsetting to me. <laughs> no, they're both horrible. And I'm like, look, you're leading your kids to anorexia and you're leading your kids to be drug addicts if you're doing those behaviors in front of them. And I am speaking from someone who was both an anorexic and a drug addict. And my parents did not cook broccoli fucking rice in front of me. And it still happens. <laughs> Girl, be careful. <laughs> oh, and her kids are so sweet. They They're seem so, so well-adjusted for the parents that they have. Oh, and especially Sophie. I love Sophie. I just... I mean, they're just one, like, second away from rebelling into a bad place if she keeps this shit. Can you imagine your mom drug testing you? No. Oh, it's upsetting. It's really there controlling. There was one moment that made me really smile, though, because when she was reading off the drugs and then she's like, meth, and then she's like, meth, mom, meth. <laughs> like, not on meth. And they were all laughing, oh, like that gosh. kind of like, Shannon was laughing like hard, like yeah. the kind of laugh that you share just with a parent you're close yeah. with. Yeah. That they, was really like, sweet. She... You can tell they love her, uh, but she just doesn't know how to, I don't know. It's like, come on, just have some trust with your kids and yeah, exactly. have conversations with them and don't, you know, don't test their urine. It's completely <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> you know, don't you can talk to them. Your kids you, don't have to, like, <laughs> you know, like, oh I don't know. God. 
to have conversations and of all the drugs that they would be exposed to. Yeah, yeah they're like 14. So yeah. <laughs> you know, like talk to them about pot, oh maybe cocaine, Molly, whatever the kids are doing these days <laughs> and how, where they'll encounter it and what people will say and why it's not good for their young developing brains. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Shannon. Well, let's get into uh, some, should we get into some Atlanta? Atlanta? That's our first episode of season 12. Oh We're back, baby. God. Atlanta. So I have to be honest. I've seen the first four ep- four seasons of Atlanta mm-hmm. and the last four seasons, okay. I think, or three. But there are a few I'm missing, including some pivotal seasons that involve Kenya. So I don't know mm-hmm. a lot of the backstory with Kenya. I mean, I know her whole, she's into twirl and she's always kind of been fighting Nini to be the top dog, but I don't know. That's all you really need to know. She's pretty insane. And I'm hoping that, you know, she was saying, oh, motherhood, you know, it changes you. It softened me. I'm hoping that that lasts about one to two episodes and then we get the crazy Kenya back because... She's a wild card and it kind of looks like when we get the overview of the season that that we will get the parts of Kenya that we need. I am worried about this season for myself personally because I uh, my listeners all know I am not one for the children. That whenever there's too many children on a cast, it really bugs me. And this is, there's too many babies, too many pregnant cast members. It's, uh, for me, I can see that I'm going to struggle this season. Um, Mm -hmm. I like, look, this is no reflection on my real life, but I like my housewives drinking on a holiday. I like them able to get drunk and get loose and eat a soft cheese or a sushi. I want them to be having fun and causing drama. So I, I don't know, one episode in, it's good energy so far, but that's my big concern is the entire episode was just baby, 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 baby. I think that's just because what's happening, but I don't think, so there is for me a difference between babies and children because babies don't talk and therefore <laughs> they can't steal scenes. And they can't take away from the women during scenes. When the little kids, like Emily's kids, are trying to talk or somebody, you know, with little kids, especially Gina's, those kids are, they talk too much. Mm -hmm. I want them silent, you know, unless they're going to be really, really adorable, like how Ace was, where he asked if, so Candy um, has a surrogate and he asked if they were going to oh. buy his sister at the store. The store the, that Ace is adorable and can do no wrong. But yes, I actually, that you make a good point. I mean, what age do you, do you, does it become cruel to give a child a dummy? Like, can we, can we just plug them up? So funny. I I just I appreciated the little babies because all they're going to be doing, the moms are just like changing their diapers and carrying them around and feeding them. But they're still, you know, even with baby Brooklyn, when Kenya went to go meet Cynthia and they got cookies, mm-hmm. that was still a great scene. They weren't only talking about the baby. The baby no, just happened right. to be there. So I, I have hope for this season. Also, Candy's not pregnant, so she can drink, but she chooses not to. 
Yeah, Candy has never really been a big drinker anyway, so I guess that won't change too much for her. And to be honest, Portia last season was her best season ever, and she was pregnant the whole time. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I feel so sorry for Portia. Like, she was oh, on cloud god. fucking nine. Oh, my God. And you can just see – I've never seen her so – flat before and it it's really it's like I can just imagine being so so high being was she married engaged in love anyway engaged engaged to this who she thinks is this you know the love of her life she completely implicitly trusts despite being told all of these rumors she is pregnant she's starting the family of her dreams and then we find out he's been sleeping with somebody the entire time like oh. Plus some other rumors, including cocaine and bestiality. Which... What was that? Because I, I think I must have tuned out to write a note in my phone. And then I hear <laughs> bestiality and I'm like, no, I've misheard that. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know. I, I mean, they're rumors. So I, I'm sure he spent time at very coke-fueled parties where really crazy things happen. I doubt he was involved in things that were that bad such as taking advantage of poor animals that's horrible and weird and whatever but the whole thing was so sad and the part that broke my heart was when the producer they broke the fourth wall and you heard the producer asking like why won't you talk about it to mm, Portia yeah, and she yeah. said because I'm embarrassed that was and so that's sad. so sad because she knows that she should have asked more questions, that she should have listened to what people were telling her about his past, and she refused. And that's on her in, in some way, shape, or form that she refused to kind of listen to any of that. Yeah. But she was and she knows love. that. It, I don't blame her. I mean, she was in love and he was telling her everything she wanted to hear and he was acting really great, but you know, and that, that exactly. part hurt. That, that was really, that was really sad. Yeah. I, and the, what made me mad again, another time that I just wanted to throw my computer, computer out the window. First of all, what is wrong with these freaking men? I'm infuriated by the men throughout all of these series so far but he thinks he can just send her 200 roses and it's going to take away from cheating and alleged bestiality coke binges <laughs> like fuck off Dan. <laughs> he can't even take it seriously but it's so you know weird. I think he's never been married before and that's probably for a reason because he didn't have a lifestyle that was conducive to a monogamous marriage and he yeah. always said he was a bit of a playboy and mm-hmm. he was saying he wanted to settle down, but wanting to settle down, which I think he did. And actually the actions of it, if you've been doing something different for the last, however many decades of your life, it takes, you know, some discipline that I don't think he has. Yeah, no, I think you're right. A hundred percent. Oh, poor but Portia. I think they're back together in real life. Really? I hadn't heard yeah. that. Okay, well. I think he spends a lot of time trying to work. So I hope that she holds strong and forces him to really pick up the pieces and improve himself and be a good dad and be a good husband. So we'll see. You know, Does he have other choice. kids? No, 
Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, hope there's still chance that fatherhood could change him and make him into a better person. So, look, we can just hope. So, you said you didn't, uh, you may not have seen all of Kenya in her glory. So, I want to explain to you how insane this scene between Cynthia Fittison and uh, Kenya was when she was, you know, when they were talking about um, uh, Cynthia being desperate for this marriage proposal, which she is. She openly admits she's thirsty and it is tough to watch. Like it's making me uncomfortable, but I get it. She is 50. She wants to just do this thing. Um, Kenya was the gal for about three seasons that would like was so so desperate for a man to propose and put a baby in her that it scared away every single man she ever dated like this is the reason she was single until she was in her 50s because she was living as Cynthia is right now but Cynthia's kind of playing with it Kenya was like scary eyes like why won't you love me kind of energy Mm -hmm. So for me to sit there and watch her say, you just got to wait for the man to propose when he's ready, was wild. And That's I don't so believe funny. it's it, like, I mean, come on, girl. Yeah. I also feel like Cynthia's doing it a bit tongue in cheek. It's yeah, a bit she, of a I think joke so too. for yeah. her. Like she's trying on wedding dresses. She's putting it on Instagram <laughs> and she's tagging her boyfriend. Like he... <laughs> He clearly wants to marry her too. He was yeah. very clear about that. He just wants the element of surprise to still be there. So if she would shut up for a few minutes, he could find a good time to surprise her. Right, and exactly. Whereas Kenya's love- like on a first date being like, why haven't we proposed yet? It was really sad. But, you know, they actually, yeah. then she went Mark and now that's sort of, I don't know, falling by the wayside. I don't, all of these things. This is why I love these shows so much. You just, it never ends at the happy ending. There is no freaking fairy tale. And then you watch it. Like if, if Porsche, Porsche's life or Kenya's life was a fairy tale, it would have ended with the baby and that beautiful, like the engagement or the marriage. And then we get to see real life unfold. And that's what all of us experience, the ups and downs and the shit storm of life. There you go. You can put that on a pillow if you like. Ups <laughs> and downs and shit from I One of my favorite scenes in this episode was actually with Cynthia and Mike Hill, hashtag chill, where, first of all, she poured him a glass of wine to bring to him oh, in yeah. the bedroom. She drinks half of the wine before bringing it to him, and he's like, where'd all the wine go? Yeah. Um, girl is thirsty. <laughs> and then when they're sitting and discussing the marriage proposal and how he wants it to be a surprise, he's like, why are you wearing that wig? You know, you know, I like you. Oh, natural. this is so good. And then she just pulls off her wig. It was amazing. Girl is, she is one of the most stunning human beings I've ever seen she's on television. Beautiful. Ever. Yeah. I mean, those cheekbones, she's a model. I mean, she's a worldwide supermodel mm-hmm. and she's in her early fifties and she looks better than I ever will look. I yeah. mean, she's incredible. And I loved watching her and her natural hair. I just, she just ripped off that way. And to be honest, I was really happy he said something about it because it was bugging me too. It was reminiscent of, um, Katie. Oh my God, Katie. <laughs> 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 that horrible wig. Yeah. 
And I'm like, the yo, just was, like, get it off. Not well fitted because no. she was able to pull it off so yeah, quickly. Yeah, she obviously nope. like put it on just for the scene and was planning on getting it off. And I, I laughed so much. I loved it too. And just getting to see her natural hair and her natural beauty, um, it was really nice. And I sort of liked the same with Portia in the first scene we saw her in. Uh, she had, I don't know if the short hair is her natural hair. She had that little bob, but she wasn't wearing all of the Portia makeup and she had more of a natural look. And that was really nice to see as well. It's a shame that it took her being, you know, it's probably more of like a depression phase than... And also a new mom phase. Well, yeah, that too, of course. She was saying she she hadn't had any sleep. Speaking of moms, her mom looked phenomenal with that sort of um purple white like hair. I yeah, love hair. that. Her mom her has... Her mom is gorgeous. Did she have and... gastric band or something? Because she's lost like two of her body weight I don't know she's tiny now compared to like when we first saw him that might have been um when you were when you were bowed out when for a I little was bit yeah <laughs> but she honestly uh, she has lost like one, an entire person she looks I mean she is beautiful and I like beautiful. her personality what I've seen so far she's, she's not sweet. like she's trying to be on tv like all these other moms it's like she's on TV because Portia's on TV, whereas all these other mothers yeah. on these franchises, their daughters are housewives because of the moms. The moms right. drove them crazy and then forced them to, like, make them be on the show. It's yeah, insane. no, she seems like a real mom, like a real good mom. A real one. I liked it. It's funny because Atlanta, I started watching it a few years ago, and I was like, I need to go back. So I went back, and I was able to get through four seasons. But that's a lot of work. You know, it's it takes a lot, a lot of work. You've time. done well. I'm proud so of I you. haven't gone the whole way through, but I very much appreciate those early seasons. Um, one other thing was we need to talk about sincerely. Sincerely, yes. So <laughs> sincerely rocks up accidentally at um, Candy's restaurant. Yeah, at OLG. They she keep just like this vlogger. Yeah. So explain that. Have you seen out, that like, showing? This vlogger who's talking about Dennis and he's cheating on a woman named Sincerely. And so yes. the Sincerely shows up at the old lady gang, of course. And she's fully made up. And, she, you know, and as Mike. if she didn't know that they were filming that day. Like fully made up, looks gorgeous, accidentally just bumped into the girls. Okay, I'm suspending my disbelief. And then she drops the bomb that she's never met Dennis, let alone slept with him repeatedly for, you know, uh, their entire relationship that he's been having with Portia. Look, what do you think? I don't know what to think. I don't think she's lying. She seemed genuine to me, but I yeah. think he is definitely still a cheater. Maybe oh, just yes. not and with that's, Sincerely. That's what Portia, so at the end of the episode, so... <laughs> This is amazing. Kenya throws her seven-month-old daughter a sort of coming-out party where everyone has to dress <laughs> as a doll or a Barbie, uh, where she puts her daughter in a little Barbie mini convertible, like Wild. for a toddler, but the kid can barely hold its neck up. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know if this is like approved, guideline approved for like transportation so for infants. 
but <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> when they come you course, know what I go I'm back picturing? to like what the, the regulations are for transferring infants. <laughs> I am just picturing if anyone has seen The Hills Have Eyes, this is going back years, like a decade in horror movie history. And there is this, it's about like all these people that get poisoned in their town. So a lot of people with body dis- disformities are born and there's this little tiny man in a wheelchair and his head is as big as his body and it just has to lean over the side a little bit and he like, wheels around on his wheelchair. That's what I'm picturing. Oh God, did you like imagine that. like a horror film? This yeah, with somebody with like a really enlarged head and his head's too big for his neck and he's just like, ah, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that Brooklyn looks like that. Brooklyn is no, a gorgeous baby. Are- unusually large compared to the rest of their bodies (laughs) they have alien heads yeah (laughs) that's why they can't walk early on because their heads are too heavy (laughs) they can't hold them up (laughs) oh lord (laughs) yeah well so this party they end up because of kenya's messiness approaching Portia and telling her that sincerely says that she's never met dennis and isn't that good news and Portia's like no because mm-hmm. that was never what I was concerned about. Yeah, it exactly. wasn't her. It was somebody else. Yeah. And that broke my heart because I know that, that that's true. How is that good news? I was, she was, Kenya's like, yeah, I've got some good news for you. I'm, Girl, you twisted. What? <laughs> well, I think maybe she thought, like, I don't know, that she threw Dennis out because of this one claim. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that this one person never even knew him. So how could it be possible? But you know Portia and you know how much she was dead set on this relationship yeah. and this family that she would never throw him out over some claim made by a vlogger. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there she were lots of claims it, flying around. She had to figure it out herself. Yeah. So I loved sad. when she goes, um, I don't know who she was talking to, maybe Candy. or and Some of the girls came in to talk to her. And she's like, you better grab somebody's baby for protection. Because she was so <laughs> mad. Oh, yeah. And what was the deal with Ava not bringing her kids because she didn't know Kenya like that? She must have watched a few seasons back because that twirl girl is, she crazy. Like she is, you're going to want, you're going to want to grab your ponytail and hit somebody with it. Because I (laughs) honestly, I wouldn't be bringing my babies to Kenya's house for a first meetup. I wouldn't be doing it. Really? But I think it's uh, I think it's going to be an issue. Like that is so rude, right? I can imagine I, if somebody said that about I me, would be very offended. And I, it's like, what is she really going to do? They're babies. They're kids. Not <laughs> a hurt kid. I know it's a exactly. Event. It's a family event, you guys. Speaking of family events, Leanne's wedding. Ooh, get, let's Dallas. get in to oh that 1.5 million dollar tiara <laughs> that wedding was so leanne it was, it was so leanne every little bit mm-hmm. down to the fact that they didn't serve their guest <laughs> dinner that <laughs> they ran they out of water there was a five hour difference between when the ceremony was held and when the reception started and everyone just had to figure out what to do in between oh lord that's so Everything. wrong. Just so not thinking about her guests. It was about what she wanted. And that's fine. It's it's her wedding. But I still think there should have been more than a charcuterie plate and cupcakes. 
That was just, it was, so I would have been furious. And, like, I have blood sugar issues. And if I didn't get enough food, I would have, I would have been freaking, I would have been a lunatic. But I would be, like, grabbing handfuls of that cake and smashing it into my face. But if, like, I'm okay. First of all, I read on some, I don't know what it was, some blog or some Facebook page. Somebody made mention that if there is a five-hour gap between venues, uh, between this wedding and ceremony and reception, that is probably something to do with, like, getting a major venue discount. And, look, we all saw how Leanne scrounged for that dress. It was very uncomfortable and I think this was probably another one of those things where it's like, yes, you can have the venue, but someone's in right before you. So when, like, you got to wait a, a few hours and then we'll get it cleaned up and we'll have it set up for you and you can have it. I but wouldn't put it at, like, like It was on a Saturday night and it was around 7 p.m. But I reckon it, someone had a day wedding and they just uh, like they were able to float straight in. Maybe they left at, left at 5 and I don't know, that's just so just a little bit of a rumor, but I wouldn't put it past her. And she I thought goes, it was because where she got married, that specific church is a very unusual church. And I thought maybe they would only have availability in the middle of the day. Oh, I don't know. That I, 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 I thought it was weirder to have the ceremony so early rather than the reception right late. yeah it could be that as well definitely lots of uh scenarios potential either way uh she suggests the five hour gap is because she wants to stoop her husband look i do not know what stoop means but one can hazard a guess and i mean five hours is a lot of work 15 minutes and you're good to go i mean let's just get the photos done have a stoop and get on with it. <laughs> it's so funny. It actually used to be so in traditional Jewish weddings um, and maybe in certain ones still, but not the ones I've gone to. There is a period of time where after the ceremony, before the um, the married couple goes to the reception, they have time alone in a room. Stoop and it time. used to be do that. No. But now... There's, yeah, to consummate the marriage before going oh, into the reception. That is so gross. <laughs> oh, I my think, God. Can I you imagine? Maybe someone, someone's going to like, call me out on this not being true. But <laughs> what it's used for now, at least what my family and a bunch of other families I know that do this, is it's a time for them to be by themselves to take in the moment. And usually there's food in the room. And okay. a lot of people don't get their own wedding because like they're so that. busy. And I so like it's like they better. have some food. They like take in the moment just together, just 10, 15 minutes while everyone is just getting their cocktails and kind of starting the reception. And I think it's a really nice, a nice thing. Now, five hours mm. is something else. And when stupid. you ask all these people to get babysitters, ugh. No, no. You know, can we talk about their vows? Please. Because I cried, but yes. in, in saying that, I have not slept well the last few days, and I think I was very tired. <laughs> well, it was, they were emotional. They were really 
emotional. I, for the first time, felt <laughs> that their love was real. Yes, and that Rich actually loved her back because very much. Yes, he's so he he's so old fashioned with this like misogynistic, sexist, like funny guy shtick that he pulls. You know, where oh, I have to walk the green mile, or you know. Well, you're already getting a foot long, like all this disgusting shit and flirting with, well, talking to guys about other girls and stuff on your freaking wedding day. But this made me think, okay, he does really love her and care about her. And it, it, I make like that. I think that's what made me cry. I, I thought it was beautiful. Speaking of him talking about other girls, so someone mentioned that on my like Twitter feed mm. and I wrote back that because he was mic'd and he wasn't trying to hide, he was saying it, that he was saying it almost in a joking sense. Yeah. And Lynn Leanne chimed in. Ooh, go. <laughs> and she was like, he was joking. Travis was egging him on. So I didn't think that they were set. I, I felt like the context was like missing but it was uh, no, not I, something I, I that Leanne or anyone would be upset over. And you but, can tell, like, he makes those kinds of jokes to her. Yeah. And, and she'll... To her, yeah, like, totally. He, like, they, that's their humor. It's not my yeah. humor, but, like, it, it, they get each other. And, and look, it's been 10 years almost, so they know each other better than I know them, <laughs> I think, at I this stage. I love that he said that we come from the land of misfit toys, oh but have God. both managed to fix each other up. That oh. was so beautiful. And then, but then he also joked that he said that he would never be bored with her because mm-hmm. being married to Leanne would be like being married to five women at once. Yeah, she's like only five. <laughs> they they had a good time. The only awkward part was when she kept saying like, when I was you know young, I never felt loved or accepted as a oh. child. And then they show her mom and. To her mom. and and her mom kept bringing it up during the reception was like, you know, she was loved as a child. I don't I wish she would get it out of her head that she wasn't loved. And what do you her think mom, of this? Because uh, I like her mom seems likable to me, but this is my perception and I don't know anything about the mom, but I think they both are just like mentally ill and it for whatever reason, it's really hard for them to understand each other's uh, where each other is coming from therefore it seems like they're like missing each other constantly but they both must just have different ways of expressing I don't know their emotions yeah I don't fully trust her mom okay. I think Leanne is over the top and spends a lot of time talking about the trauma that she's experienced in a way that sometimes tries to like suck all the energy out of the room. Right. Yeah. On purpose. Like she uses her story almost as a weapon. uh, So no one else can have as much trauma as she's had. And I don't think that's good, but I don't, I don't not believe her. Right. That all those things happened. And her mom was very young when she had her, she was very dismissive of her, would leave her at her grandma's. And it sounded like her grandma was a wonderful figure, but wasn't there mm-hmm. the whole time. And so then she would, her mom would leave and she would run away, run to try and follow her mom. And it's, oh my God, when have you, I don't listen at all. Because <laughs> oh, they did therapy together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back at the start. Yeah. And she said, I would run and chase you. And her mom was like, I would cry in the car after leaving. And Leanne on a podcast said, that's a lie because she would 
follow her mom and her mom just took off. And that, I mean, that's a sad thing for a kid to experience, but her mom was kind of a kid when she had Leanne and the fact that yeah. she exposed Leanne to that many men who were coming yeah. in to their trailer and sleeping overnight. And then the men going into Leanne's area and assaulting her yeah. like that's her mom didn't protect her. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, her mom put those situations. I, I don't want to blame the mom for what the men did, but you know, the, yeah. if it happened once and Leanne said anything, then yeah, exactly. The should have yeah, <laughs> never exactly. allowed another man in, you know, it just, it's sad. And I think her mom just doesn't want to look bad. And it didn't seem like the other family members who were there, like her cousin seemed that happy to see them. Yeah, that's true. That was a really interesting moment. And you're right. I sort of didn't put two and two together, but now that I'm thinking back, that was a really tense interaction with the cousin. Yeah. It was really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, I don't get to see you enough. And the cousin's like, yeah, <laughs> I really you know want to see. It was like really awkward. What? It was Carrie and her husband going oh to dinner. I don't like Eduardo. I don't like him. I don't know how I feel about either mm. of them. Yeah. But they definitely, like, it's almost like he feels like he's being tricked into being on camera because. Yes, I get like that sense too. What he's saying. And so I don't know how much he's acting, like when he acts kind of like a jerk, I don't know how much of it is just him not being that comfortable being on camera or feeling like he can't really say what he really wants to because there are cameras there. Yeah. He seems more aware of them. And she's just trying to make this like storyline about financial stuff and how he has controls the financials. And there's some underlying thing. Like I think she kind of uses him for his money and mm. I mean when he said do you really have to go on this trip the trip is right. paid for by Bravo but it sounds but like it sounds like she does about six of stuff. these yeah <laughs> she does like six a year that he pays for her business because it's well, not yeah. like her jewelry business is making money no it's like an Erica Jane situation at the moment she's definitely being funded and she's expecting yep. to be able to pay him back but I mean it's hard to have a successful jewelry business so yeah but Erica I, Jane uh, did like make something of herself by going on the show and mm -hmm. through the money she generated she I think she's able to keep her like enterprise afloat it's like a self-funding thing. Like she Can makes money that? from her tour. I don't know. <laughs> I went to her show. There were people there. Okay. Like, there were definitely people. And she makes money from being on the show. You know, yeah, good money. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I think while well, originally it was like Tom and she helped him, you know, she was, you know, they were married for decades. They've been oh, married. Yeah. And she will be wiping that butt. Like yeah. in a week's time, he is on death's door. He's old. So. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I so think she's she was paying her dues, and and I think he believes in her and her wit and her dreams and her ideas because she's so smart. Whereas Carrie is kind of like, I want to have this jewelry thing, yeah, and it's you're like, right. I it's just don't like feel like she get it off the ground. Like I haven't really seen other than a couple beads. 
no, what it looks a like. Of beans. It doesn't seem appealing. I usually want to buy everything these people are selling from a Sonia toaster oven to, yeah. a, you know, <laughs> go into a cabaret show. Like I will go and spend money on these ladies products, but yeah, she's got not a good audience a for it. No, no, she's not. And yeah, I, I, it made me uncomfortable watching her with her daughter and you could, and she's like, yeah, yes. You know, it's like, yes, they were, Both. they don't believe in their mom either. Like it was, it was palpable through her. the screen. Yeah. They they're annoyed by her. wrong with her that they are frustrated with having to be on film with their mom. Do you think that's what it is? I just kind of felt like that her mom just must just have been talking about trying to make money from this jewelry line for like what, probably 20 years. And they're just like. Yes, mom, we know you're going to be rich one day. You're going to have a jewelry line. Like they do not have yeah. faith in this at all. Finally, we've got to get uh, wrapping this up, but we're heading to Bangkok. Yes. I'm so excited. Next episode, it's like two episodes. Next episode, they're going to medieval times, which do you know what that is? Oh, yeah. No, I just thought that was like the the style of the party. Is that actually no, a place? It's a place. Um, <laughs> like it reminds me, it's kind of, do you know what the Renaissance Fair is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that kind of thing. It's yeah. kind of like that. So Dress it's up my, cousin, and... my cousin, whose birthday also is the same day as yours, they yeah. have an au pair from Argentina who's 20, and they went to the Renaissance Fair with her, and she thought the entire time everyone was recreating, like, a castle and a king and a queen that all used to really exist. Are they not? And at the end, my cousin's like, oh, no, this is completely made up <laughs> wait what is it for is it always it's, just made up for someone's birthday it's or something? Like going back to like what americans idea of quote-unquote medieval times is <laughs> but it's not like real. it's not even accurate with the way things were back in europe Amazing. That's, during that time that's it's beautiful. like a distinctly american so medieval times I went like when I was in college and you go and it's like a lot of drinking and a lot of you sit around there's like a arena and people do like medieval activities. I don't even remember. Like, and yes, like that, that kind yeah. of <laughs> on horses. Stuff is like I don't even know what. And so it's just so funny that they're going. It's a place that's really fun for families in addition to young drunk people. Look, we. I mean, it's clear to see. I really like Travis, but he is a giant nerd. So this just oh. makes perfect sense to me. But it's not even like it's anything that they're talking about ever existed. <laughs> or good. Like, it's not like Harry Potter that's like made up, but it, yeah. there's layers and layers, you know? It's just kind of generic America. This is what we think it must have been like to live <laughs> during ancient times. Fascinating. <laughs> so distinctly American. And I only realized that when this like lovely au pair was asking questions. Yeah, like, like what oh, is this? <laughs> Wait, you guys made the whole thing up. There's a whole renaissance she's where thinking, she's, she's thinking and she's getting this like authentic historical right. experience. And it's just like, no, that was just all bullshit and old strange garb. <laughs> It's like, like my cousins like was like felt so bad, be like, no, this is like, and she's like, you have such endless resources in this country that you just make up things that never happened. Wow. 
you know, and it's, USA. it's so funny. USA. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Travis, he's a big, quote unquote, USA fan. Yeah. Well, he's not a Trumpian, is he? He, he could yeah. be. He very much could be. All of the Dallas people could be. I've, I've up who's donated <laughs> right interesting so he's donated and so has court cameron's husband Ugh, to tiny little man somewhat to trump but a lot to the texas republican I party see. right okay well so. it has been a absolute pleasure as always mandy slitska where can i find you on the socials so you can find me at ITRL underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And also um, I'm all over Twitter at Mandy Slutsker. That's S-L-U-T-S-K-E-R. Um, I have lots of other takes, including global health and politics, uh, but, and the Minnesota Vikings, but I do tweet a lot of Bravo. So look for me there. And Kirsty, where can everyone find you and so- your podcast? My podcast, anywhere podcasts live, just search reality TV and me. Um, and on Instagram at reality TV and me, or you can follow my personal one at Kirsten Moore underscore music. I also have a Facebook for reality TV and me. Just search it in your Facebook searchy thingy. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful birthday and a fabulous year ahead. Well, I'm going to catch up on Real Housewives of New Jersey and I might do a special release on that. So everyone can keep their eyes peeled for that once I know what is actually going on in the New Jersey universe. Awesome. Have a great, great day.